This episode of the SBP is once again brought to you by nothing at all. I'm tired of doing these fake fucking ads in the front of the podcast. So how about you fix that by rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling all your friends to check out the podcast. If that happens in mass numbers, I'll probably get some sponsors and actually make some money off of this damn dirty podcast, alright? Help a brother out. Also, um, music heard on the Sean Boyles podcast, not necessarily under my license. Uh, I don't have the rights to most of it. Some, a little bit, but no. Other than that, you dirties, let's get on with the show. Sean Boyle's podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life, burrito, It's a smoky air and fire kill the COVID. That's all I want to know. What's up, dirties? It's you, dude. It's me. Welcome to the podcast. I am Sean Boyle's. That's why it's called the Sean Boyles Podcast. How are you doing, you dirty cunts? How are you? You getting through it? Uh, it's uh, it's funky out there, man. It, the, the, the hits keep on coming, 2020. You, you slide devil, you. You keep uh, adding to the despair and the worrisome and all the fun that is living life. And now you have given us fire. California's on fire once again. Um, And it sucks. It fucking sucks. The air is terrible. I have friends that have had to evacuate their homes. Uh, It's... um, it just fucking sucks, man. It's like the whole Cal I mean California is literally on fire. Like the only place that isn't on fire is the inner bay area. Uh where where I reside. And uh it sucks. So uh lots to get to today. Um we'll do my more, uh normal shit with reaction of the week and uh earworm of the week. But uh a special episode, episode fifty one. I'm doing uh got my first interview. I interviewed my good friend, uh, Chris Larson, a.k.a. Ichi the Killer. And um, that is going to come up in a bit. Uh, but first, the um, how about the drive to Seattle? So uh, my friend Chris lives in Seattle, Washington now. He moved up there from San Jose a while back, maybe a year ago or so. And uh, he just got married, and me and the wife wanted to visit him and his wife, Allison, and hang out. And we had a blast. Such a good time. They were such gracious hosts. Um, It was cool to hang out with friends, which you don't get to do too much these days. Uh, uh, So I started, uh, we started driving up last, um, shit, last Thursday. We, um, it's a, it's from the Bay Area. It's a 12 hour drive to Seattle. I've never made this drive before. I've never attempted to make this drive before. 
I have uh, toured my way up there, but that's not driving at all in one shot. Although we did drive home from Seattle all in one shot. It didn't seem as gnarly as it did when I was actually doing the driving as I had to do this time. But it was rad. It was, uh, uh, we drove up, we started Thursday night um, in the evening, and we got as far as uh, Redding, California, and uh, took shelter for the evening. And then woke up the next morning kind of early and started heading out. And that's when it starts getting to look really nice. Once you get up above Redding, you start getting into the Shasta, Mount Shasta area. And there's a lot of trees. And I didn't realize how many fucking trees all the way up to Seattle. <laughs> there's a lot of trees. Uh, and I didn't realize the um, the mountain the mountainousness of, of, of that drive and how... Uh, that was, uh, it was, um, you couldn't put the cruise control on. Let's just put it that way. You're not doing the cruise control through those kinds of mountains. It's not good. It's, it's it doesn't seem like it's good for the car, but, uh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You see Mount Shasta peeking up over things and, and then, um, we get up there. Um, we caught traffic in Portland. I do. I made the fucking, uh, made most of the drive in one day. The first, uh, that was uh, Friday when we started going up there. And um, caught some evening traffic in Portland. Uh, most notable, as we're sitting in traffic, a man uh, on the side of the road on his 10-speed on the highway going faster than the traffic is because th- there is traffic and we're kind of stop and go. And this man is, 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 is going for it. He's doing it. He's, he's, he's going through it on his 10-speed. Carrying a giant bag of recyclable cans. Um, I this um, a tweaker. I mean, obviously a tweaker, and um, and like he passed like three or four exits. Like he was on a mission. Um, I didn't see any other thing in Oregon except for white people that's all I saw in Oregon were white people we stopped a few times we stopped for gas we stopped uh, for some for some lunch uh, got some snacks out of place um, but once we got into Oregon I didn't see anything but white people uh, we drove like I said we drove through Portland um, didn't see anything crazy happening there you know, we didn't go through downtown or anything like that, so it wasn't wasn't that kind of thing. But then we got into Washington and zipped right up, got to Seattle uh, Friday night, got some dinner, hung out. Uh, the next day we went to uh, Lake Washington, which is uh, just out just south of of, of downtown Seattle proper, and um, went on a little hike. Uh, it's a big um, there's a big park there, sort of a, a big giant. Um, just a big giant park and uh, you can like walk through the fucking forest and shit and like hike. So we went for a little hike and then we came out the other side and just set up a blanket on the, on the pebble beach there. And there's boats everywhere. And I didn't realize how much water ways there are up there. Um, tons of boats, tons of waterfront property. Um, and there was a section of this lake that was packed with boats all rafted together People jumping off the boats. It was like 
fucking spring break Lake Havasu. I mean, it was going the fuck off. Uh, but that was great to see people having a good time, enjoying the amazing weather that Seattle was having. I told, I, I joked that we brought the good weather with us from uh, from the Bay Area because it was uh, the one week of the year where they actually get some nice weather in um, in Seattle. I mean, like exceptionally nice. Like it was hot outside, and they were just they were kind of tripping like how hot it actually was. Um. Felt like a normal Bay Area summer day as far as I'm concerned, but uh, it was great. And then the next day we went to um, a Whid- Whidbey Island in uh, little tiny little small towns on this little island in the Sound, uh, Puget Sound, and uh, just kind of tripped around there, checked out you know, a little downtown, little tiny, t- tiny downtown, had a really good lunch at a place, and uh, uh, went looking for a, a, a an actual beach beach, but it's kind of hard to... I guess we they had never really explored any beaches up there, so we didn't really know where we were going. So we found one that seemed like it was going to be cool, but it was kind of nappy, and there was a lot of people, and it was just like, eh. But, and then you, you got to take a ferry to get on the silence. You, you know, you drive across a bridge, and you, or you drive into the thing, and you get on a boat. You drive your car onto a boat, and you take the ferry, and it was cool, man. It was a cool, cool weekend. And then uh, yeah, we did the... A little interview with my man, which we'll hear here in a little bit. Um, it was really cool, man. It was really really cool weekend. I was glad to um, I was glad to make that drive so the wife could see uh, another part of the country and see all the trees. In fact, I was I was going to come down, so I went up Highway Five and I was going to come down One Hundred One and One, um, and like try to go through the redwoods and shit like that. But she had kind of mentioned, she's like, yeah, you know, I'll be, if I don't see any more trees, I'm good. You know, it's basically what she said. She's like, I don't, <laughs> I said, you want to see the redwoods? She's like, yeah, I don't know if I need to see any more trees. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but, um, a good trip. And I was glad to hang out with my friends in uh, Seattle's pretty fucking cool uh we did go through downtown seattle uh we looked at the space uh the, the space needle which my wife affectionately called uh um oh what damn what's she called a space colony she uh, couldn't think of what it was called and i was kind of taking a nap and she kind of woke me up she said we're gonna go see uh the uh, space uh space colony and i said oh you mean the space needle oh yeah space needle it was super cute and super uh super funny so uh, we checked that out. We didn't go in it because there seemed to be a lot of sort of touristy. But then we kind of drove around like downtown Seattle. The place is a fucking ghost town. Nothing going on down there. Just nothing to be seen. Uh, protests are not happening. Places are boarded up. It's um, kind of a kind of a scary sight to see a uh, a very large, major metropolitan city of the United States to be reduced to, uh, not much happening. Um, so there's that, that was fun. And even they had said they hadn't been, so they, they live in West, uh, what's called, what's considered West Seattle. Uh, but where the, it, evidently they play, um, they live across the street from a, uh, like I said, I toured up there and played there one time. And um, this little cafe that we played at, that Zed played, uh, my man lives across the street from it. It was pretty trippy. 
I was like, that's the place we played as we're driving, like, you know, destination in, you know, 300 feet or whatever the fuck it said, you know. Like, I'm looking at the map, and I'm going to go around a little block, and I'm literally passing this cafe that we played at that uh, we were way too loud to be playing in. But um, that was cool, just to... You know, I was kind of in an area that I'd seen before, but at the same time, um, you know, you got people that have been living there for a year and they get to take you around to all kinds, you know, all kinds of cool spots. We had great food the whole time. Uh, the wives made dinner on the Sunday night. Uh, then I turned around and drove back. We drove back, got up early Monday morning and, and we drove back and that was great. However, it was fucking brutal. Um, we left at about 6.30 maybe. Oh, I was close to 7 by the time we left their house. And we drove for about an hour. Got breakfast in... Uh, actually, I don't, I don't even think we drove for an hour. Tacoma's the next city south of Seattle. And uh, we're there pretty quick. So we got breakfast there. Some little greasy spoon cafe, diner, whatever. And then started driving south and kept going south. And it was cool. It was... Uh, Nothing notable until we got to about um, about Redding, uh, just the, just south of Redding, and the sun's starting to finally go down, and we see some pretty gnarly clouds, and start seeing lightning just shoot all through these clouds. And so the sun's going down; it's sort of red and eerie looking, and there's this huge thunder clouds above us, and we're just seeing the lightning just flash through it, and you know it's kind of as you're driving, you know. You get south of, of Reading, it kind of opens up, and you can see, you know, as most of five is, most of five is, which I didn't realize how much farmland is on either side of five. I mean, I know there's a lot of it here in California, but goddamn, I mean, it's farmland all the way up. You get into Oregon, and it's the same thing. It's more and more farms. There's just more trees around it, and um, it's just farmland, like five, farm five, I'm calling it. Farming five. Highway Farm Five, Highway Five Farm, Farmy Five, Farmy Five O. I don't know. There's a lot of fucking farms on Highway Five. How about that? And uh, it was cool to see that. But as we're driving, like I said, we're driving south and we're seeing this lightning all happening, and something major like kind of slammed down that looked like it was a good clip away. As we got to where it looked like that lightning had struck. There was a nice little red glow coming from the from the from a field that was on the side of the freeway. I think that lightning that we saw, I think it touched down and, and caused uh, a fire. And I didn't really think anything of it because you know I I kind of checked social media a little bit and um, I had texted my mom over there. She said, "Oh, it's raining and thunder here." Um, that was Sunday morning. Well, we're seeing this Monday night, so there was more more thunder to be had uh, more lightning to be had i should say and uh, well i guess if there's if there's light if there's lightning there's thunder right that's how that works um so it was it was just it was just a, a crazy drive and uh then now we're the result of that crazy weather is all these fires so um hats off to anybody's having to deal with that i hope you're safe i hope you're okay and uh, I hope uh, everything's going to be all right. I hope your house, if you, if you had to evacuate, I hope your house is still standing when you, they let you back in. Like I said, I've got some friends. In fact, uh, the guys in Zed, a couple of guys, one of them has had to leave his home and uh, another guy is on standby. So 
And the guy I replaced uh, in Zed, the, the drummer I replaced in Zed, is, has evacuated his home as well. So, because um, they're in the Santa Cruz Mountains, those guys, and Santa Cruz Mountains is on fire. So everyone, fucking Fresno is on fire. There's places around Los Angeles that are on fire. Fucking everything is on fire. It sucks. Anyway, before all that happened, I had a really, really nice uh, conversation with my with my man Chris. Uh, he has entered in. Uh, you can catch him. Uh, he has entered the um, the Battle Avenue uh, DJ battle hosted by uh, Cut to Cut. This is an a uh, an online uh, video viewing DJ battle. There's two categories. There's scratch and there is musicality. My man Ichi the Killer is entered into the musicality part of the DJ competition. He has made it out of the preliminary rounds and is in the finals. I don't know when the finals will be announced, but it's all done by a panel of judges watching these videos. And I like I think I said on the podcast last time I watched some of these videos and I didn't realize there was two categories until uh, we did this interview or, or a, a talk. I, it was. A, I had some questions I wanted to ask, just because I was curious to ask some questions of my friend. Um, but it was pretty, pretty much a conversation. I mean, there's a little bit of an interview aspect to it, but at the same time, I think it was just some couple friends talking and uh, talking about the stuff that we like to talk about. So with that, uh, we'll get to that next. After, um, let's do reaction of the week. Let's do it now. I don't. I'll, I'll do it, and I'll do. Uh, We'll do earworm of the week after. After when? After, after. After the, after the interview. How about that? All right? Just fucking relax. Just take it easy. Everything's going to be just fine. Reaction of the week this week. The number one song in the country. Um, This is my weekly feature where I, a 46-year-old metalhead, Someone that listens has been listening to hard rock and heavy metal most of his life that knows nothing about pop music or what's popular on the charts. This is my reaction to the number one song of the country. The number one song of the country this week is W.A.P. by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. W.A.P. stands for Wet Ass Pussy. Now, I have not heard this song. I have heard or seen a lot of people talk about this song. There's controversy, apparently, about this song. I don't know why. I don't understand why there'd be any sort of controversies about a name of a song with such a wholesome and clean title such as that. I would assume they're describing themselves and how ready they are for for the sex. These are just assumptions, and I'm trying not to have any of those as I go into this, but hey, a former stripper doing a song with another woman that is kind of known for being a little crass as well in the musical department. So without further ado, let's... Um, all right, do I have this ready to go is the, is the thing. Boys in this house. I said certified free, seven days a week, wet ass pussy, make that pullout game weak, yeah, 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 
Down inside of me, quick jump out for you. Let it get inside of me. I tell them where to put it. Never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on them for I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that dick. You really ain't never got him fucking for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots, hang your coat. Fuck this wet ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my tuition just to kiss me. This shit is ridiculous, yo. Make it rain if you wanna see some wet ass pussy. Look, I need a hard hit. I need a deep stroke. I need a henny drink. I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hope it lean over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Pussy a one, just like his credit. He got a beard, well I'm tryna wet it. I let him taste it, now he diabetic. I don't wanna spit. I wanna go. I wanna gag. I wanna choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My head game is fire, but none of the sun is going and drying. It's coming outside, yeah. I run yeah. on that thing, now the cousin's behind me. I spit on his mic and I heat tryna sign me. Your Honor, I'm a freak, bitch. Handcuffs, leashes. Switch my wig, make him feel like he cheating. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat. In the food chain, I'm the one that eat you. If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. I can make you bust before I ever meet you. If it don't hang, then he can't bang. You can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If he fuck me and ask who's is it when I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name. Ah. So basically, these are women that like. Put this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got. Put this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop. That's some wet ass. Basically, we're talking about what women are seeing in pornographic movies and what they think men are liking these days because of what they've been seeing in porno. This is what I'm getting from this, uh, from the song. It's, I guess, a fun song i guess it's just it's silly right it's just silly if you're taking that shit seriously there's something wrong with you it's just that's just funny it's just funny uh the songs i mean what it is whatever i mean it's not nothing big deal but i guess i could see why it's the number one song in the country and people are gonna gobble that shit up it's controversial it's talking about something that's a little um a little out of the norm or something that's going to make uh, the blue hairs freak out, you know. Yeah, but that's what you want, right? I mean, you should be turning a woman on so hard that, yeah, you made that shit wet. When it's wet, it's ready. You want to be slopping into some dry-ass, chafed, dust bucket. You know what I mean? You don't want that. You want you want it dripping. That would be awesome. How many times have you... If you I mean, just that's that's the sign of things good to come, literally, and pun intended. How about that? Um, good job there, Cardi B, you silly girl. I like the fact that they had two different um, two different cadences in the, in their flow, right? Cardi, Cardi, so Cardi B was first, 
you hear she had a certain um the new newer modern sort of uh derived from what the mumble guys were doing you know the rhythm in which in her cadence what she was doing her her verse and then when megan the stallion comes in megan megan um and she's got a different cadence just a di- you know so it's pretty distinct how uh, you know the differences in and how they were approaching the song and that's cool I, that's showing some diversity showing that they got skills on the mic and uh it's cool it's cool i mean i don't hate that song i don't hate it i'm going to say i don't hate it uh i'm not going to fucking put it in a playlist and have it you know it ain't going to come up in the party jams or anything like that, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But it is a pretty silly fucking song. Very, very silly. All right, you dirties. Let's um, let's just get right to the thing. Like I said, here's my interview with my very good friend, Chris Larson, a.k.a. Ichi the Killer. We are my first interview with somebody. Um, I didn't realize in my first interview with somebody that I was going to have to fucking go all the way to Seattle to do it. Jesus Christ. But I'm here with my uh, my good friend and former bandmate and maybe possibly bandmate later on. I don't know. Who knows? Definitely. My man, uh, Chris Larson, a.k.a. Ichi the Killer. Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah. Thank you for doing this, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming up to uh, visit me in these strange times. Yeah, thank you, know? you for uh, having us come up. I wanted to come up. You uh, First things first, you got married last week. I did, yes. Uh, today's like a week exactly. Yeah, a week and, ago. Um, now, you've been with your girl for a long time. Oh, sure. So yes. getting married at 12 years in doesn't... No, it, I mean, it's... it's- it's criminal, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> but it's um, but it's cool because you know, you find that things you, you do things when they're right to do things. Sure. You don't fucking, you know, do shit all willy nilly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> tell me how that went. Like I, I, uh, well, you tell the story, but I know that you kind of maybe had the idea to do it, but you waited to do it till you got up here. So maybe talk about like that process and why did the fuck did you move up here from San Jose in the first place? Uh, okay. Um well um I guess it took it's uh just asking someone to move with you like far away from where they've grown up is a big ask and yeah, to yeah. ask that I would I wanted to, you know, give an equal commitment um, okay. As far as marriage goes, sure. So you know, if if you're down, I'm down. I had to at least you know <laughs> put up or shut up in that sense of the word. And uh, it was it was just time. I don't, I don't know. Like things were very. I don't want to say stagnant in the bay for me personally, but uh, I was just ready to check out a new scene and. Fair enough. It's uh, kind of like uh, there's different phases in your musical career as well. Okay. And this was there was the end of one, and I was looking 
to doing something uh, on my own, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always, you know, as a as a DJ in a hip hop group and in a rock band, you're, you know, you're playing the backbone kind of character in a lot of things. And uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to be in a little more control of what I do in my environment and manifest like my, um, you know, things that I wanted to do creatively. Um, Did you think that that wanting to do more creative stuff, this was the place to do it or? I just needed to be away from, I need to get out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and have a place to think and have a place to like tranquility. Okay. Um, And for that, to happen i needed to have like my family close to me which is a big reason why i moved out here uh my sister and my mom live out here right and uh just having them close because my mom lived in japan for a long time and my sister and i haven't uh been close or like in proximity um living since you know she was in high school so and she just had her first kid and i wanted to be around for that yeah 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 uh, uncle uncle. yeah totally (laughs) totally yeah um so i needed that like peace and calm in order to be able to to uh come up with whatever whatever i decided to do i didn't know what it was okay for sure and uh yeah it's uh super scary to move somewhere and not know anything yeah, like how but, well did you know this area? Of, I didn't you know, know shit. You didn't know nothing didn't know about shit. Seattle. Yeah, just visiting it and maybe seeing a couple things, but yep. as far as lay of the land, you're like nah. No, nothing. I uh, the day I moved up, I uh, hit up my friend, the beat molester. Um, he's uh, <laughs> the <laughs> shout beat out to molester. the beat molester. Yes. Um, but he was a guy I met through the battle circuit. He was the Seattle champion a couple times. Okay. And uh, we've kept in touch. And the day I happened to move up, he invited me to a scratch session. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. And uh, by the guys that throw Scratch Lounge, which is a open turntable event where everyone can come and just kind of freestyle and meet other DJs and talk. And uh, yeah, I went in. I went there, and they were so cool to me and took sure. me in and. Uh, yeah, it showed me around, or you know, introduced me to a bunch of other DJs in the area, and uh, they made me feel like so super right welcome. Away, right away, first day, day one, it was crazy. In, yeah, yeah, plugged into the scene that you more or less want to be plugged into, sure, or at least with like-minded folks, uh-huh. and, and yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always nice to go somewhere, out, like you said, out of your comfort zone and find, you know find who's doing the good shit you yeah know, you know yeah <laughs> so we met under a interesting circumstance so when uh so i've talked uh, definitely on this podcast about okay. you know my uh my being an in insolence and um but when i join insolence it isn't like i went through an audition process mm-hmm. or anything it's just i'm joining a band with a bunch of cats that i've been friends with for a long long time sure uh but uh, you had came into the band uh, kind of when I wasn't – I was around, but I wasn't hanging out with those Probably guys as right much. right after. And, like, um, yeah, close. But you're in, and I joined the band, and our first rehearsal, me and you hadn't met. Yeah. Like, I meet you the yeah. first day we were, we're trying to rehearse because yeah. we got a gig, and, yeah. and 
in the was it for the Japan tour? Was that no? It was for Sofa Fest. Oh, okay, okay. That yeah, first yeah, Sofa yeah, Fest yeah, yeah. that um, Music you know, Inc. We, we yeah. rented the room. Yeah, we rented yeah, yeah. the room. Okay, okay. Music Inc. Uh, their the, their big live room, and uh, we had you know, like I said, we had never met, and here I am, you know, the way that band sort of works musically. You being a DJ, that's the that's the clock that me as a drummer have to play to. Yeah, it's a lot so of breaks. right and... away, we have to have like a real good in sync sure. and a rapport and trust, mm-hmm. you know, because here we're doing a thing, you know, you're, you got beats that run through a lot of the songs and I got to make sure I'm synced up with that. Yeah. And I got to make sure I'm hearing you in a way. And then, you know, we ended up coming up with a little thing where I could have, you know, some headphones on and I can hear you yep. and, and it ended up working out great. But you know, when you're thrown into a situation, you don't know the cat. You don't know how he's gonna <laughs> how he's gonna be. Um, fortunately, it was great, and you know, we end up being homies easily and quickly. Yeah, and um, and then we're able to do the stuff that we're able to do in that band, um, which got all sideways and weird after only a couple no, of years. It was good times. I have no regrets. Nor when nor it comes do to I. Anything. You know, it's just, I have really good uh, fond memories of uh, those rehearsals and the Sofa Fest. Man, that shit was. It was nice, right? It was, it was big. We're, we you were, guys uh, hadn't played in San Jose in a while, it, and yeah. being from San Jose, sure. it was like a nice little oh shit! Remember these mm-hmm. guys? And uh, very warm reception from the people of San Jose. God, it's I'm I'm getting sad talking about. Ah, I miss the I base want, so yeah, much, yeah. but um, that's all right though because yeah. that's I mean that's where you're living. That was where you're getting down, and it and, was and, and, and that was an amazing show because I remember uh, we. You know, I Dirtbag Dan is uh Yeah. He's a he's a hustler. He somehow hustled his his set right before us. Yeah, and I'm the DJ. So I DJ for him. Yeah. So we and then perfect. we we worked on this smooth transition between going from Dirtbag Dan into like and yeah. then I could just kind of be the the middle thing and transition into that. And uh yeah, to do that and the love that like we got from the city that day was it was really cool was, i mean even on, on a personal level for me i mean and i've talked about it on the podcast so when i did the when i started my podcast mm. i did like the first maybe five or six episodes were my own personal musical history mm. i went through like how i started playing music i went through all the bands i was in and insolence was a, definitely a good chunk of, of a podcast of talking about how i joined and what you know but i remember that first show and um I had folded up an old Likisto t-shirt and it was inside my kick drum <laughs> sort of as just a little like, Hey, remember me kind of thing. Sure. Not that it, not that I thought anybody would know or, or see it or, or whatever. But I remember, uh, Mecca said, Oh, Hey, by the way, we got Sean Boyles back here from Likisto. And I got a huge crowd response from that. And I was like, Oh shit. Sam. Cause Back in the day, Likisto played San Jose so much, yeah. people thought we were from San Jose <laughs> instead of from the East Bay, from Hayward, you know. So it was a really weird, like, you know, and, and it, it had been a long time, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah, uh, that was that crowd, too. Everyone came back out to kind of see, right? Their salmon was playing. Totally. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of old school that, San that Jose fans. That, yeah, yeah. It, Cactus exactly. Squad was before my time, which I hear lots of stories about. But, Good uh, and bad, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> that place it's, was, uh, it was great, but it was, you know, Calvin was hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, But, I mean, that was the place to play in San Jose. That, yeah. You know, that was the, 
everybody knew that place, you know? Of course, yeah. I, I was too young. This was before my, right, right, my right, little right. San Jose stint. So that makes a good segue into... Um, I actually have some questions, Chris. I actually wrote shit down. And um, if I had my glasses on, I could fucking read it. <laughs> Let me hold them far away from you. Can, yeah, can you, can you hold this for me? Um, so um, let's talk about how you even got involved in wanting to DJ mm. like what was the incident like we talked we were talking the other night and it was after the UFC fight sure sure yeah. and uh, you had mentioned that you know how much you were into fighting and being a fan of fighting and I asked you well did you ever do any martial arts or anything yeah. like that um, so this was yeah this was I mean if I would have known that there was like real martial arts that's like effective in real life and not all this fake i grew up in a time from like i just wanted to be a ninja turtle you know <laughs> like straight up i was watching that and like dragon ball and ernie race jr was like a god west coast taekwondo was this yeah was these, these chains and uh you know they were like you know eight-year-olds getting their third degree black belt like which sounds silly sure and uh <laughs> They, I mean, and then, I don't know, as I got older, it was just like, you know, this is fake. This is awful. You know, anyone that knew how to box or, like, wrestle was fucking up anybody that was, like, a black belt. Mm. And uh, Just real world application just, of it was, that. It was. Didn't seem. Yeah, like yeah. Because uh, you kind of grow up thinking that, like, you know, all the chi and, like, people that could, like you know, channel the their inner energy and, and knock these people out or whatever. And there was no internet at the time, so there's no, like, fact-checking involved. So all this fake <laughs> shit was, like, getting passed around. And uh, eventually I just thought it thought it was, you know, just uh, kind of... I used to do, like, wushu mm. kung fu classes, you know, the wooden dummies. Yeah. And do that. And uh, it's cool. It's probably, like, you know, it would have been good. But at the same time, that was, like, when I... Uh, met my friend who had turntables and he uh i just remember yeah walking into his room and he had just a wall full of vinyl records two clean you know techniques and and a nice like how, legit mixer how, and, how i mean we're in a room in your yeah, house that sure. is that right yeah, now i'm yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. your vinyl behind you yeah. your tables are here <laughs> you got your native instrument stuff yeah. you know what i mean so i mean it was just like a spaceship um it looked like now when you see that for the first time, mm -hmm. like, do you know what any of that shit is? Do you know what any of that's about? Or is it like, um, do you even know that world at all? I've, I listened to a lot of DJs on the radio. Okay. Um, so at the time in the Bay it was, uh, 1077. Sure. You know, which became 949 at the time. And, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, during lunch we would always listen to the, like That's right, Jose Melendez mix, right? mix, yeah, yeah, the yeah, lunch yeah, mix. yeah. Jazzy Jim would do the five o'clock traffic jam, and uh, these guys were gods. They were, they were just uh, so the Bay Area kind of um, style was. They would have three turntables, and they're just running like, but the, you know, the, the, beat matching. They're just, yeah, exactly. They're just mixing at that point. Yeah, right? but like, there were dudes that could cut. But it was like really. Um, they didn't. I don't remember hearing that too much on the radio. It was though. subtle because one time when I was in uh, like my junior year in high school, there was this thing it was just like jazzy jim and jose melendez are gonna battle 
I was like, what the fuck? Like the two, like, okay. you know, the five o'clock DJ versus the, the lunchtime DJ. Okay. They were going to have like a, uh, like a, like a battle. And there's like, oh, we're going to air it this night. And me and a couple of my friends, we just like cut class and we, uh, got back in, you know, in the car, we're listening to these guys and they're just, uh, you know, uh, it was so dope. It was the first time I really heard like beat juggling really what they were using that, uh, Al Nafish. Um, break record. It's time. Right. Oh, the, the old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one, yeah. and then that, and like Even Africa that Bombada. Time, that's fucking because that's yeah know, break dancing days. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but this was probably like '97, but that was like the go-to like scratch sound slash like scratch beat. Okay, um, okay. So they were going back and forth with this. They they ended up using like the same records, but it was cool to see them like and just hearing that the like the scratching and then the hype behind the battle and like oh you got a battle to like know who's like good you know that became like a thing yeah 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 um so so you you catch that, you catch the bug from that or just totally totally yeah but i was still not at that level i didn't even know what was really happening um i just had a friend with turntables he had records um he was uh so back in the day in the bay they would uh have these things called record pools um which were uh, certain record shops would have uh, deals with certain record labels, so they would send promo records when they first come out before sure. they go out on the radio yeah, to yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of the club yeah, DJs yeah, of course, of course. to ask for you know a top twenty list or whatever, and uh, so that became like a thing because um, there's a ranking in the record pool, and the top guy gets all the first dibs on all the limited quantities okay, and stuff, okay. and as you go down, um, you know you get less and less and when you're at the bottom, you just get, you get whatever's, the whatever's left. Uh, a lot of Trick Daddy and uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, Trick Daddy put out so many promo records back in the day, and uh, yeah, and it was it was cool to be part of this like exclusive club, I guess. To, sure. Um, to get all these these promo records, and you work your way up the rankings by getting more mobile gigs, or um, at the, which is like proms and. Mm. you know junior high dances and stuff uh so do you did a lot of that shit yeah yeah yeah. uh so when i started yeah with my friend uh dj atomic at the time he was keyed in with all these record pools and these uh you know other mobile companies that were just ripping young Mm. kids off which was you know (laughs) seriously we play like you know a prom and get like 50 we'd take everything sounds lights all records, well, yeah, like seven yeah, crates yeah. of records. Like, and, just like a band, you got to yeah. take the whole fucking sure. gig. If, if, and, if, uh, if the club doesn't have it, you got to take it. Yeah, and uh, we'd, we're doing that. And are mobile. you are you Ichi the Killer at this point? No, I didn't even... You're just Chris? No. Uh, <laughs> DJ <I was> Chris? <laughs> DJ Sushi. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> Look at because. you, stretching the whole... Like, let's, let's, let's reach deep into... <laughs> I cut it up raw, dog. Ah, he did not. <laughs> ah! That's Come on. so fucking it's, tight, uh... dude. <laughs> Cutting it up raw. DJ Sushi. That's so badass. And I didn't even know how to scratch, so it was uh, <laughs> very awkward. Yeah, 15... You know, years old DJing like high school proms. Oh, it, this you you're, know. Oh, you're well, that young. probably sixteen. Sixteen, okay. but we yeah we we were doing all kinds of like yeah we were doing the the dance circuit in the bay. Okay. Uh, how how far are you going from San Jose? 
Uh, we go out to like Hayward. We go out to like Petaluma. Okay. Sometimes oh, shit. you know we 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 branch out. Okay. Um, and it was it's fucking awesome, man. You're it was making- the most fun. It was like I just you know you know what it's like. It's just uh feeling like a superhero. It's you like feel- you know you go to high school and then you go home and then Dude. you're like doing this shit like. Dude, I I know exactly. You know, yeah. I started playing very really young, cool. like, and we're I'm playing clubs by, you know, fifteen, sixteen, and and yeah, yeah, having to be, you know, do a fat show at a nice club in the Bay Area on Friday night, sure. and then go to school on Monday. Hey, Sean, you just feel like, hey, Sean, what'd you do this weekend? Um, I opened up for you wouldn't understand suicidal tendencies of Pantera. Who? Ah, uh, you know, some, you wouldn't get it. Just some rock bands. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Ah oh, man, yeah, it was. Uh, so that, oh, so that's so. You're, are you you're making money? Um, I mean, a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Like whatever they they decided to kick down to me. Um, I was too stupid to know what anybody was getting paid or what sure. what anything was. I was just uh, happy to be there, honestly. And, right, uh, right. After that, like the rave scene was like really big in the, you know, the home base, the yes, second in yes. Jackson, Oakland parties. Um. And that was like, dude, there was raves held at a studio I rehearsed yeah, all the time. Second on, Jackson, on, that one? Uh, no, this was uh, uh, East Eleventh Street. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super scummy tweaker fucking warehouse. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, you know, at that time, I was super um, all about the music, man. Like, I didn't do, <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Like, I was pretty, you know, I was pretty stringent on like i never drank i never smoked i've done you know anything oh, okay this is, uh, okay you're keeping it clean because yeah because i thought do. it would like taint i was such a purist man it's like so funny like <laughs> just anything on the radio is bullshit like automatically because you know right right anybody that like yeah likes it is whack like everything and i just my whole goal in life was just to not be whack that i that was my like. I was determined to not. Well, suck. that could be a fucking. That can be an overall life mantra. Sure. Let's just not be whack. I'm still. I, it's. It's. <laughs> I'm not even there yet. Like. <laughs> you're that's definitely. That's the sad part. You're like, definitely not whack. There's nothing whack that you're doing. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you're um, doing all right. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like you know, the rave DJs are doing stuff, and I finally kind of got to where they were at. Um, understood what was happening and uh, I was like this is not I don't this isn't really that cool you know and at, and then well it, I mean I would from what I my limited knowledge of the rave scene it's not so much about um, well obviously it's about the music but there's a lot of other stuff yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, that they, is they, that ma- that, that's conducive of, of what makes the rave scene right like sure. you know the drug thing and that you know, and and having the music that will enhance that. Yeah, I guess you I know didn't I mean? understand that. I was just I was like seventeen. I was just I. Everybody looked way busier than they actually were on stage, like mm. at, at the time. Um, you mean like fake knob turning? And, not necessarily and shit like that, or, or? that, but like just a lot of unnecessary. Oh, because they're because they're trying to be showmen and, and yeah, I don't I don't know what it was exactly, saying. but it was like, and then I I would like analyze that like extra shit that they would do, and then I'm like, why are they doing that? But then I was just like, 
it they're not fucking doing anything. Um, they're just playing music. Sure, and uh, it was such a big like. Cool. <laughs> they were so epic, you know, like just the 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 raves at the time, just like the big you know sound systems and the DJs with the big monitors and like playing to everybody. It was just a. Uh, that uh persona like was so big mm-hmm. and i wanted to like understand what they were doing that made him so great and you know once you catch up to it it just got really boring i didn't want oh, to do that okay anymore um and then at the so same time felt- you know i'm hearing about these these dudes the uh, scratch pickles the scratch pickles were you know, in the like bay the magazines they're in like you know you get dj magazines and like you'll see some pages like about them and sure you know you hear about him and uh and uh yeah i got uh from that same dude that ran the record pool he sold me his uh his scratch mixer and then um i mean basically what makes a mixer a scratch mixer is the uh the cross the, posi- the precision of the fade yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it cuts off like on and off really quick like before the cross faders were um they'd be it was a, a gradual curve. fade yeah sure. so the yeah, further yeah, yeah. you go over but they found a way to make it like it's super like instant so before, what we'd have to do is use the um, the phono line switches, like on here. Sure. That's what we would do to like scratch with. Uh, That's pain what in you're the ass. with. Yeah. It was this click, click, pop, 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 pop. Like you know, it's just like every time you unplug, like you know what I mean, yeah. uh, your your guitar, and you just plug it yeah. back in. Pop, 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 pop. It was fucking brutal. And uh, anyway, I got this mixer, and I stopped doing raves, and then I was just practicing. I got uh, a scratch pickles video, and then a little while later, I was like better than everybody that I knew. I don't know. Uh, well, kind of took to it naturally. It, in a way, there was natural scratch talent there. That you. I did. don't know if it's like scratch talent. It was just uh, there was something to like work towards, opposed to like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but. I, well, I, I mean, if if you're picking it up quick, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I had a friend who whose older brothers went in on some turntables and he would fuck around scratching. And this is dude, we're, this is, you know, late. No shit. This is mid eighties. You know what I mean? When it's, you know, pretty new in in a relative sense. You know what I mean? And he would put stuff on and he would scratch. And it was like, for us as you know, little dudes were like, Whoa, you know, and of course we go. Can you do rocket? That was the key. That was the one. If you could do rocket, you, you know were a G- in the eighties. If you could do the rocket scratches, yeah, you were the fucking man. Yep. Right. Like yep. so. Uh, I don't think we ever, you know, heard him do it. But that was like, you know, being kids and only hearing very little scratching. That shit. You know. What I mean? But, but how long? Yeah, that was like the shit for a long time, right? Yeah, and just the amount of people that that like influenced is, like, it's crazy. Well, it, that's, I believe that's the first top ten single, uh, that had scratching in it. It was the first song with a DJ to win a Grammy. First song with a Ever. DJ to win a Grammy. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, yeah, well deserved. It and was, from uh, a fucking jazz guru. Mm-hmm. In Herbie Hancock, I mean, it's, dude, but like, he—he's—I don't know—he saw something. Well, he in, got in, heavy he in electronic music at that yeah, time, yeah. and and that was another aspect of electronic music that was happening that he could, you know, throw in, and you know, 
Because, dude, that keyboard solo in that thing with yeah. the vocoder oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. that is, the voice box yeah. type thing is fucking sick. You I know wonder, what I mean? I wonder if he would have won the Grammy without the scratching in it. Oh, interesting. I don't interesting. Know. I think maybe that helped because, you know, the street kids are like. It was so cool. Dude, he had the fucking square fucking headphones that had an antenna coming out dude, of it. it was you know what I mean? Like, and he's already, at that time, OG yeah, jazz dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It he was had, just space sounds. It was just like, you know, if you're not watching the TV and you hear it, you're just like, what is what you is know, what that? Is, uh, what's com- what is I remember digging it right away. Yeah. And uh, I think you I remember that, that. I totally remember, yeah. dude. I remember watching, seeing that video, seeing those fucking mechanical like mannequin fucking things like you know going with the music yeah, and yeah, sync yeah. with each other and just you know the video is bugged out the sounds are bugged out you know and at that time just all that shit was new you know what i mean and then you had fucking art of noise you know what i mean yep. that that are like it's almost like that was the other side of uh this new thing that was going to happen as far as uh um uh, using pre-recorded stuff using samples you know, and then eventually, like the DJ world and that world start to yeah. sort of mash. And that's, you know, when I hear you do what you do now, like those two worlds are, you know, they're one and the same. Hopefully. You know what Hopefully. I mean? That's the goal. Oh, that's um, there. It's it there. Um, uh, case in point, like right now, you are in a competition. Uh, uh, I, and I, <laughs> I talked about it when I, on my last podcast, I was like, hey, I'm going to interview my friend Chris, oh, okay. and he just entered this thing. I don't remember what it is, so I can't have you check it out. So <laughs> explain, um, explain to the folks, uh, all 10 people that check out my podcast, uh, what uh, what you've entered in. Uh, you're in the, I know you're in the finals of this thing. but uh, uh, It's uh, by this company called Battle Lab. They're doing an online video competition. Battle Lab online video. Co- okay. Uh, so Battle Lab, it's Cut to Cut is cut the name cut. of the competition. That's the, yeah, that's cut the, okay. to Cut. Right. C-U-T to C-U-T 2020 is the name of the battle. But um, there's two categories. There's a scratching section and a turntable music category. And uh, I entered the turntable music category. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in the... Uh, you know, what was the uh, decision to uh, why the 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 music versus the scratching in the in the two comp or could you do both? Sure, you could have done both. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the uh, just straight scratching. So that's pretty much like the guitar solo. Sure. Of shredding. Yeah, the, just the, just the solo of- like crazy, <laughs> and uh, the other one is kind of uh, you know making like whole songs. Um, uh, I mean, so two, 2017 was probably like my, the last time I competed. Uh, it was in the um, the DMCs. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did the uh, the nationals up in New York. So for people that don't know, the DMC is like the fucking Olympics for DJing, and it was. Um, and um, there's a heavy East Coast sort of heavy favoritism uh, I, me- I, yeah, I, I remember when we talked that. about it when it was happening you, yeah. you felt like uh you know being one of the few west coast guys that was there that year that- let's just say this that like you could watch you could have the same person battle two people let's say in the in the west coast they battle each other and then the east coast they battle each other like you could have a different result watching the same thing wow I, that's just a fact that's you know like i don't think that's not saying anything crazy, but 
Um, it's not saying anything crazy, but it does lend itself to how, um, how what what standards of DJing are favored. You know what I mean, or what aspects of DJing are favored on one coast versus the other. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. It's it's it, um, you you would think there'd be just a general consensus of being into this, especially that we're, you know, thirty years into if not longer, yeah. of turntablism, you know, you would think it, in that time it would have reached a standard and not have this coastal biased. You I know. mean, the problem is, is it's not like a sport. Um, you know, there's no, like, baskets. There's no, <laughs> uh, you can't there's have no a, knockouts. Right, right, right. Like, right, right. <laughs> and any, I don't know. Uh, so after I ended up competing, there was, like, nothing I I could take from it. Like, I didn't know what i was supposed to do to like improve mm. at that point because i know i like i don't even know like you watch there's a video online but i i tried to cater to like a new york crowd i for that in my opinion like in my own way like that's what i thought like new york kind of wanted and then it was uh it it, it uh, yeah, i just it, i can't watch the video anymore it just doesn't like I don't like feel like it was you know, obviously it wasn't me because I'm trying to do some something for You're catering. You're catering. You have to, right? Like you cater your your regionals differently than you cater for the nationals and you you have to like know I mean it's you have some time to work on like your finals, but a lot of people don't change them from the uh regional to the to the nationals because oh they do the same routine some people do but you shouldn't because no you should a regional routine like a lot of times is not good enough to win uh a national routine and then you know even the worlds you kind of have to flip it a little bit but yeah um but like i said i finished and you know after seeing everything like i didn't know what was what anymore and then it's I just realized that like art competitions are stupid. Mm, like there it is. How do you <laughs> you know, like how do right. you it's it doesn't matter. Like right. what what do you mean what's better? Like why is that better versus why sure, is that better? Sure. Why like you, what yeah. what's better? Faster? Not faster, right? Scratching faster obviously isn't you know I don't know. Like you're depends not, on who you ask, I guess. For example, I watched, you know, the current thing that you're in now. Sure. You entered the musicality version, mm-hmm. and I didn't. At the time when I watched like a good chunk of these videos, um, like we just had the the YouTube on it, it just started clipping through all of them, and I saw what you did, which was very very musical, uh, utilizing you know your stuff, and and you know I could I the little that I know about the mechanics of what's happening there, you know I could see you. Hitting the stuff on your little, your little. Did it kind of make sense? Like, it absolutely uh, okay. made sense. You know what I mean? Because you're, hit, you're hitting the thing, and you're like, okay, that note changed when he hit that, and he's, you know, wicky wicky and over that. That's, but then he hit it okay. again, and it changed the pitch again, and he's still kind of scratching over that, you know. But each time you're hitting the pad, you're actually making a little melody, and you know, I was like, okay, you know. But then I saw other cats playing a fucking just a. I hate to say a whack fucking beat that was super simple, not really thought out at all and scratching ridiculously over some of it. Like, like wowingly scratching. 
I mean, um, just for the, uh, just to everyone, like the rules were super vague on this okay, competition. Okay. They were just like, like the turntable music competition. They're like, the only rule is like, you have to use at least one turntable. Like that's the only rule. And <laughs> I, you know, like they, uh, essentially kind of opened it up for people to do all kinds of like, some people took it as to do like a straight um, DMC style of routine, but that's not like the category. Like their routines were like really it's, good, but some people were doing like, you know, like battle routines when sure. it's a, well, a song it, competition. By by yeah, by having a song musicality sort of competition versus a scratch competition, mm-hmm. and having two different categories, in my mind, it would lend itself to, of course, being more musical and. But lending itself to doing more like what, you know, like a Chemical Brothers, Fatboy Slim type of DJ, I put in air quotes, that are not using a turntable necessarily, using a lot of machines to do a lot of stuff. Still cool. Still, I mean, you see those guys moving all over the place, making stuff happen. uh, But to keep it DJ, having at least one turntable makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's getting, you know, it's... It's cool though. That's like, um, so after I got done, I didn't want to compete anymore in like battling, and I I wanted to make music. And sure, then sure. COVID happened, and you know I've I've been working on this stuff for probably well that yeah this that... style at least since that battle in 2017. I was I was I just didn't want to uh, give. I don't know. I didn't want like seven judges decision like dictate whether or not the last six months of shit I was doing was like worth it. Word. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to give anybody that kind of power ever again. Like, so I just, you know, I kind of wanted to, cause then the DMCs, there's rules, you know, you have to use these turntables. You have to use this mixer That's because right. they there's fucking a, sponsor there's us. There's a blah, specific blah, blah. set of gear that you're supposed to use. To, sure. Now I would, ass- well, because of sponsors, like you said, but probably to sort of even the playing field a little bit. So, there needs to be limitations sure, or else right. things will get crazy, right? So there has to be a consistency. I get it. But, I mean. <laughs> okay. So Again, I use, we're, we're judging art. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, just for example, I'm using, I use Tractor uh, Mixers, which is a brand. Okay. That, uh, yeah, see right, right there. Right there. It says tractor. right there. It says Tractor right there. U.S. <laughs> The U.S. Uh, DMCs they were um, sponsored by the other company. Okay. Uh, whatever, and so I have to relearn my stuff on a, a mixer. Of course, that I it's don't like own. if I go to go play on a, another cat's drum kit. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't work the way because I want I'm, it to I'm, work. I can't use that. What I well, this sure is, right 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 right. I can't. Uh, but after the U.S. once it gets to the world, it's another. They, they, the past couple years, the champions won on a tractor mixer. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really care. You know, at the end of the day, you put yourself in these positions to be judged by these people under these rules. You know, and uh, it's just like a different path for certain countries opposed to like America. You got to go through. You know, you got to go through all kinds of 
so things to win mm. in the U.S. opposed to I don't know maybe uh, just you think just because there's more competition here or it, it came from yeah, here more yeah yeah totally or less, and it's just know? like so it's art like who art, knows yeah. you know like what's what's better no it's it's it's, it's it, I've always judged it by does it sound cool yeah you know what I mean like yeah. when I hear a DJ do some shit. Can I fucking bob my head to it? Does it move me at least in that way? Sure. And if what I'm watching him do is wowing, just, you know, and in and, and whatever aspect that can be conceived, yeah. is it wowing? Is what I saw him do that I see something I've never done before? Like I was telling you before, like um, I saw a lot of needle dropping. On those videos, mm-hmm. you know, guys picking up the fucking needle and dropping it in a different part of the record. Yeah. And just knowing what I know about it, like the precision to do that, you know, pick it up and drop it in that right groove. So that right sound is right there. I mean, that's some skill involved. There's some very high tech precision at that moment there. at that. Yeah. On that you know beat. what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, and I was impressed by that because it it was cool. It was, yeah. you know, not only did. It looked crazy to do. I mean, just knowing how sensitive the fucking needle is on a piece of vinyl anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's a little... Yeah, you should watch the, some YouTube videos. There's, like, these close-up videos of these... Rec- of the of the vinyl in the groove? Through the groove. Wow. It's, it's trippy. It's like a whole nother world down there. <laughs> so, like, the, the X-Wing fighters when they go into yeah, that groove of yeah, the Death Star? Yeah, but they're hitting every wall <laughs> along the way. Just crashing, just playing. Just like, like that's the the crash is what makes the sound. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Yeah, no, it's just. But I just I noticed, you know, some just being wowed by some of the stuff, but then being kind of like, well, I kind of seen that before. You know what I mean? You know, but you know, but and then you know, and then I again I said on the last podcast I was like, you know. Not to blow smoke up my boy's ass, but my boy sounded better than all these cats. You know what I mean? Thanks, that man. I saw. Um, so, uh, so you've you've made it past the first round, and how how was this judged? Is it? I uh, judged, but there's judges. Yeah. Okay. Um, from legit, legit, legit DJ judges. type people. Oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. And they judge it. Uh, I don't know. There's there's the finals that are gonna be online live. On I oh, it's online live. Uh huh. When um, is that? I don't know the date, but I think it's early September. I'll I'll post something. I'll maybe okay, you yeah, can uh, repost yeah, yeah. something for me. Um, yeah, this will. Co- we're doing this Sunday night. This will come out on Thursday. So okay. Um. So I think it's like early September, and I just submit a video before that, and uh, they're gonna. So you haven't judge done it. Your, you haven't done your video for the next round. No, I haven't. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I have oh, no Chris, idea. Come on. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm gonna start. You know, maybe you gotta pull out some fucking DJ Sushi shit. Just bring out the roots. Bring out, the, go back the, to square one. Yeah, <laughs> really, really. You know, I mean, come out them raw. I mean, shit, raw cuts, dude. Come on, <laughs> maybe that's the ticket to winning this competition. It always was the ticket. It's always there. <laughs> where did uh, where did the name Ichi come from? Ichi the Killer. Um. It was corny. It was like, you know, the Ichiban, the number one in Japanese. That's what Ichiban means. Right, and then yeah, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, yeah. The itchy, like, I have an itch. Gotta I'm a DJ. It. I scratch. 
Started with that. Ah, mm-hmm. it covers then, uh, covers a few bases there. <laughs> and then uh, uh, when I joined Counterproductive, uh, it they that's it kind of uh, they just started calling dance, me the fucking deal. Yeah, when I when I started, guys. yeah. And then uh, it just like stuck from that weird movie <laughs> to the killer, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know the your names don't you don't pick your names like they come Ooh. you know. You don't pick life. your name. Your name picks you. Or you're, you know, you're what? not the one. <laughs> DJ Sushi just wouldn't have. That wasn't cut. It's it. not the same. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Maybe it was too raw, dude. Nice. Maybe it was yeah, too yeah. raw for anybody to handle. I couldn't look any peop- anybody <laughs> in the eye and be like, "Hi, I'm DJ Sushi." And then the next question would be, are "Why you, are you Japanese?" And I'd be That's like, what, at least what I would think. You sometimes. know, sometimes you're Japanese. <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, so we are in the middle of um, some weird times are as we far as ever. Uh, um, you know, trying to isolate ourselves. And but here I drove fucking eight hundred miles to hang out with my friend and be in his house and yep. you know fart on his couch and shit like that. So, uh, <laughs> what were you doing uh, before? Um, the COVID sort of uh, before the Holocaust became uh, putting everybody and everybody stopping everybody in their tracks, you know? Um, yeah, I was uh, working at a restaurant that just opened in January. Okay. Um, and I was getting my foot in the door, hopefully doing some like DJ gigs out here in Seattle. Um, working those connections that you made when you first moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made, I, I uh, put a showcase together at the Scratch Lounge on oh, March. Oh, you put something together? Well, I mean, you know, I asked them if they'll let me oh, showcase okay. at yeah, yeah, one yeah. of their events, and uh, they allowed me to do that. And that was March fifth. Oh yeah. So yeah, that so, was yeah. like pretty close to to the when end. Shit starts shutting down. Yeah, I did my last comedy gig on the on the twelfth. And by like what the fifteenth, sixteenth, things were. Now, how was it up here as far as like shutting down versus? If I felt like um, California shut down first, but I thought I remember hearing a thing that Seattle jumped on it maybe a little bit before like the Bay Area did. Um, I, I would like to say that was true. I guess. Well, uh, they told I was working at my restaurant like pretty much till the end. Um, it was probably. Like the twenty eighth mm. of March, like around then, when it was all just like to go. Oh, it was already to go, to go stuff at that at, at that um, time. Okay. Yeah, and then we were. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck has happened since like March. Like that's that's <laughs> it. Like my mind goes blank, and it's all like. You, you got know. you've gotten married since then. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that was fun. Trying to plan so wait twelve years and then and then do it do it in uh, the worst time ever in history of mankind. <laughs> um, well, that's part of the reason why I wanted to come up and hang out with you because you were supposed to have the wedding in San Jose, and uh, the Holocaust fucking put that in in check, and so uh, you just stayed up here and uh, and did it on a what did you do on a beach? Yeah, yeah, outside. That's on the rad, beach. dude. Um, Look at you, Captain Romance. Where where else are you gonna do it? <laughs> you know, you don't want to. You know, 
was fun times. There's random people around that hopefully made their day. Oh, uh, was it like a little like a, a private? Beach. It was a public yeah. beach. Oh shit! Yeah, there's a little corner on there. We just put a carpet down. My sister got there early. Kind of cor- spot for us. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. Um, dude, anything to be happy about, like do it right now. You know. Yeah. Like, don't wait for any excuse to do something that makes you feel good. <laughs> You know, yeah. Like you yeah, could, yeah. I don't know. We want to have a big wedding and do everything with. Of course, you of want people, the homies there. You want yeah. everybody to have a good time. But you know, but again, every you know everybody gets that too. Everyone's like, well, fuck, we can't really do that. So, mm-hmm. and it sucks, but you know, sometimes you gotta just you make it work. Yeah, you know, keep it small, and um, you know, after you guys leave, I'm getting tested because you're dirty ass <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I'm smelling this mic right here, and I'm like, "That's uh, that's your mic." Oh. So, <laughs> are you sure? You, I asked you. I forgot a second mic, like a dumbass, and uh, you had one. So that's all. That's whatever funk is on there is all you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. No, a friend of mine said. Um, uh, he said, uh, "Have you been tested?" Uh, I have not, swab? but uh, uh, my wife has. Yeah. Uh, but a friend of mine told me, he said, yeah, catching COVID's like fifth or sixth on the list that I'd be worried about catching from you. <laughs> these are my friends, Chris. These are these, these are the homies. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm um, I'm glad I could come up and hang yeah, out with man, you no, for the last couple so of days. Uh, yeah, for your hospitality up. has been amazing. Thank you for showing me around Seattle um, yesterday and today. And uh, it's been rad. And uh Good luck in the co- where. Uh, so, where can folks uh, find you on the interwebs and social medias? And um, where can they find uh, this competition? Um, I'm I'm only on Instagram. Like I I co- deleted everything else. Oh, uh, oh, oh okay. You're itchy the killer at itch. Instagram. Um, okay. Follow at Battle Av on Instagram. Okay. Uh, and. Wish me luck, because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. You know what you're going to do. I have do. no idea. I really don't. I really how, don't. Uh, how long? Kind of freaking out. Uh, like I said, today is Sunday. When do you have to have uh, a new routine in by? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be done by Friday. Okay. That's my goal, because uh, I want to go on a fake or a little honeymoon. This oh, weekend. awesome. So get this thing done, go on a honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck to you, sir. Thank I you. I think you will do fine. I, do you uh, know the other cats that are uh, in? So, yeah, I do. Um, well, not all of them, but uh, Sally from Portland. He's very, he's amazing. He's really good. And Cut Class from the UK. Okay. Um, yeah, those guys are dope. Is there any, I mean... Do you look at these things like you, you know, like fuck? I gotta sweat that dude. He's badass. No. Or no, it's you just, music. You, it's you do music your thing. Competition. You know. So you it just do your thing. Like, and it's a, it's a video. Like it's a lot more pressure when you have to do it like live, you know, in front of like sure. hell of people and there's 200 people, like, whatever. You're sending in a video, so you can do multiple takes. You sure. can, you know, take your time, make sure it sounds exactly. I don't that. do that. I'm one take. Sure, Jake. you're a one take Jake, just like I always am in the um, studio when I lay down my drum tracks. Yeah, of course. That's I mean every time. That's how it goes. That's how 90% I mean, of the time. When you're this good. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me, and uh, thank you for hey, uh, shout out. No Loshi clothing. Oh, well, that, hey, thank you. Shout out. No Loshi clothing's my wife's uh, Etsy and Instagram page. Uh, if you want to find some cool Japanese clothing and masks, yeah, and, uh, I got my mask. Thank, yeah, thank you for that's awesome. But uh, yeah, man, uh, good luck in the in the cut to cut. Thanks, man. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I can't imagine you not doing well. What's uh, what's the winner get? Um, like a like a vinyl. They're gonna put out a vinyl with some of my tracks. Oh, rad! Yeah, so that's cool. That is super cool. Yeah, like uh, international distribution or um, I don't really know, and I don't really care. Never ah! did it for you know. Get it out. It, it'll it'll be cool. Put it to, online, whatever. Um, is no, it like it'll a be whole, a real live vinyl though. So you gotta, you gotta buy that. Is that like a, a licensing thing too? Or how? Uh, There's a lot of this thing you don't know about Chris. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I think it'll be, yeah, I don't really have a lot of like vinyl records with my music on it. So, so this will uh, be a anybody little, anybody that will press okay. that for me and, you know, put that out. That sounds, that sounds This cool will be a little foot in the door to maybe get a little bump up and in, in, in level right yeah this is a, a a boss you need to beat at the end of the video yeah at the it's end just of the kind level. of justify you know that i'm not competing anymore and i'm making music and it's actually cool and i'm going so a nice right little direction. segue into yeah, hopefully getting out of competition and then and, and, and into being a musician <laughs> more hopefully yeah, yeah i would love that 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 is that's my goal. no that's dope I, I think that's you know i uh I think that the DJing sometimes, uh, maybe not so much anymore, but in the past has been sort of looked down from the nose. You know what I mean? No, sort absolutely. of thought, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm the DJ in like, like a rock band, you know? Sure. That's like, well, there was, there's a, you know, just a stigma against that anyway, but at oh, the same sucks, time, man. there yeah. is a, uh, you know, there's the musician that doesn't look at DJing as a legitimate form of musical expression and i think with the tools that are available now for you guys i think a lot of that shit is uh getting shot out of the water you know what i mean like you know you're in a competition where musicality is the is what they're looking for and and i think you're you know actually it's a it's a tune that you know i learned from all my friends like you too you know like i learned things about rhythm and you know obviously putting records together and building songs yeah 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 and, uh yeah it's all it's all my friends like the whole 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 thing the whole enchilada yeah. yeah the whole banana split the whole uh kitten caboodle what the fuck is a caboodle anyway chris thank you thank you for uh chatting with me and bro. uh i think our wives are making dinner for us let's fucking do that and uh thank you thank you all right that's uh that's my man chris larson uh you can like i said you can catch him in the current battle dj battle the cut uh, brought to you by cut to cut uh, he's in the battle avenue battle and uh, he's entered in the musicality portion of the competition 
uh, which he probably could have won the scratching too. That dude's scratching is unbelievable. It's so smooth and so fast and just clean as shit. But uh, uh, as he said in the interview, he kind of doesn't want to. He wants to branch out. He wants to be musical about his turntableism. And another thing I can greatly respect about my man, my friend. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. This is um, due to the interview podcast a little longer than normal but hey that's how it goes uh earworm of the week earworm of the week i heard this on the drive and as i got back to work on tuesday the song has been stuck in my head ever since and uh, a reverence for the singer of this band as he had been in many bands as well as solo um my man ronnie james dio uh my very first concert was uh, Dio in uh, 86, 87, whenever that was. And uh, ever since, he holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, and this song was stuck in my head, and I was reminded in a, um, by something I had heard in an interview. They were commenting on how pleasant Ronnie James Dio was to the fans all the time. He was, very, he was known as a very, very exceptionally nice guy. Uh, the greatest voice in metal ever, and on top of that, the nicest man in on the scene. Uh, and I heard a really, really cool story in an interview. They were asking him, you know, how he came to be so sort of gracious to the fans and uh, and so nice. And he said, "I learned everything. Uh, I learned what I learned by watching Richie Blackmore." And and what not to do in terms of how to deal with with the public. Uh, so <laughs> literally, Ronnie James Dio was so nice to everybody because it was reaction to how shitty Richie Blackmore was to people. Um, so just a little little tidbit. Um, anyway, thank you for checking me out. Thank you for uh, you can follow uh, Ichi on. Um, Ichi the find him Ichi the Killer on the Instagram. That's the only social media he's on. Uh, but thank you for checking out the podcast. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, uh, donate, send me money, shake my hand, give me a hug, send me good vibes, check my oil, uh, rotate my tires, do whatever you got to do to support the SBP. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. I got some friends that are doing a podcast and they they got a Patreon and they're like fucking knocking it out of the park. People donate money to them all the time and they make songs for them. Is it because I don't make songs for you people? That's why you're not donating? I don't know. I'll make a song. No, no I won't. Anyway, uh, Earworm of the Week is Kill the King by Rainbow. Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. But it's fucking Rainbow featuring the badassery of Ronnie James Dio. Thank you, folks, and uh, keep it dirty. Be good. We'll catch you guys later.